We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Modo. Digital Strategy with Car Young Tom, Josh Frankel, and Kenji Egashira. Intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. And we are actually live right now, and then hopefully my connection does not die um, as we do this. Um, if it does, whatever. Um, I like it. Tonight, uh, we've, instead of Brian uh, from our, uh, our awesome staple of Men From Moto castmates, we've got Josh Frankel in the house. Hello. Um, Josh, we, uh, yesterday we revealed, revealed, we reviewed the white and artifact cards of the set. Um, I did, uh... For the first time, like I, I did a review without anybody else's opinion or input, like reading LSV's guide, which I always do. But I did it after. I can't resist. Yeah. So, what? Uh, um, I read it after because you know that's it, it's good to have another opinion. And he actually disagreed with us, uh, Travis, on one card that we felt was maybe too slow. And I wanted Josh's take, which is that Gideon's uh, the seven mana. Amazing, make a bunch of tutus. Yeah, make a bunch of tutus. Well, he gave phalanx. it a three point. He phalanx. He gave it a three point five out of five, and I think me and Travis may have would have given it maybe two point five max. It's a lot of tutus. It's so, a lot of mana. I mean, it you, you, compared to White Sun Zenith, sort of. Except it doesn't scale at all, like down or up. But I mean, that's a lot of tutus. It's it, it it's four. Four is a lot. <laughs> I mean. And like, um, I mean, I I guess like seven mana you can play around it, but not not really. It's like slotted slotted into cons and it's fine. Slotted into gate crash and it's awful. Yeah, but I mean, it's of course that it's unlikely to be gate crash. It could yeah. be like there was Walter set once, but I mean, I I, I I would I would lean towards it being really good rather than too slow. Mm. I don't I don't want to assume that it's a gate crash. Okay. I wouldn't want to do that. Okay. That's no, we we needed that take. And uh, one card that uh, we disagreed on, me and Travis, because I hadn't played, I hadn't drafted Avison Restored at all. I wanted your take on how playable is Angel's Tomb, which is uh, I'm sure oh, you've drafted that card. It's, yeah, it's playable. Um, it's, it becomes a three-three whenever you play a creature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was really down on it, but uh, I I didn't play no, that card at all. I, I the cards. The cards fine. It's it's again like a three three flyer. Even if it's turned off some turns, like it's not blocking unless you have some flash tricks, which could come up. But um, yeah, I mean, like generally, your three three flyer for three wants to attack. But I we think got I the heard that Angel's Tomb is amazing, though. Is that that what I was getting? Yeah, that you said Travis was right and I was wrong. That's that's where what we got. I, it's probably somewhere in between. I mean, not. <laughs> Every deck wants a 3-3 three, three flyer for 3, not every deck wants 
the tomb. It's it's somewhere in yeah. between. You're not always playing it. You're not playing it if you want your three drops to block. To block, yeah. All right, so let's get really down to it because uh, I know me and Travis, at least Travis, has to wants to go to bed at a reasonable time, and so let's I'm get old. right through the blue cards and let's start. I'll I'll go through with the first one. Um, Travis, uh, do you have it up in front of you? We'll just alternate. Yeah. And uh, without me saying alternate like we did yesterday. So um, I'll hammer it high arbiter, 7 mana, 5-5 five, five flyer, legendary sphinx. When it comes to play, each other opponent, uh, each opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose the name of a non-land card revealed this way. Your opponent can't cast spells with a chosen name. So basically sort of like a, a meddling mage, except that you know that they have that card in their hand, and then they just can't play it, period. So what do you think about that, Travis? I, it, again, suffers from the seven mana tax. If you've got seven mana, this is a great way to finish a game, and it's going to finish it quick, and it's going to be hard for them to kill. But my, my final opinion will come down to the speed of the format. If it's all about that enchantment that taps things and two twos and two threes, then this is probably not something I'd, I'd want. But I, I, I imagine I'm going to grab it. Like I said, for seven mana, five five flyer that they are going to have trouble killing. Seems fine. Josh. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, to me, I, I think the question is only: is it a slam first pick or is it like just really good? Like it's it's obviously really good. Um, the speed of the format determines whether it's a complete slam first pick. I'll start the format by slam first picking it for sure. Again, I'll give the benefit to the doubt of the core set being a little bit slower than really slow. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it stabilizes pretty well because you, you, you're going to know what's, in, what's going on in their hand and you'll be able to stop the best thing from happening. So uh, if, you're, if you're behind by, like, four creatures, it's not going to be enough, but that's, also when, that's, why, you... that's why you draft knights. <laughs> <laughs> It also gives you a little bit of safety in that usually when you play your 7-mana 6-6 flyer or whatever it is, you're scared as hell to block with it. And now you kind of know what they've got. There's going to be one card they drew that you don't know about, but you can know it's relatively safe to block with this guy as far as stabilization plays. Yeah. I mean, generally, like, even if it's not... Like, unless it was unless it was a big battle of attrition leading up to this, um, like, generally, even if, it, even if it's not safe to block, you're, you're going to be kind of forced to... So yeah, like, I mean, you'll you'll be like a better decision on how to block, but it's it's kind of hard to play around a pump spell at that point in the game anyway. You're tapped out, but yeah, at least you know it's coming, and you can do you can make the best possible decision. Right. Next up, anchor to the aether. Two and a blue for sorcery. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. Scry one. A time ebb with upside, basically, with the scry. Yeah. So. Say that again. You got a little garbled on my end. Oh crap! Um, I, I said I'd probably see myself play. I used to play time ebb a lot in those like scroll thief type decks where I'm just like attacking, attacking. Yeah. <laughs> time ebbs, draw cards. So if I have a high temple deck, I mean this this slots right in there, and I see myself playing this card quite frequently. Um, or even just those decks that just want to get in with. Temple decks that want to get in with flyers and use this to time up like a big guy just to get enough and, and you win the game. So with the scry one on top, I mean time up was already a fine card, so 
This is just gravy sauce. It isn't uncommon, so you're not going to get like a million of them. But yeah, agree with all of those things. Um, I think Josh does as well. I think... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the scry the scry one is makes me happier to play than any deck. I think, but that's it. Like. It, 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 it uncaps the limit on the number of time ebbs I'll play. Because otherwise, if you're all time ebbs, you're, you feel like you're never getting anywhere when you don't have <laughs> yeah. action. But here, you feel like you're getting somewhere you're scrying. Anyway. Uh, next up, Artificer's Epiphany. Two colors, one blue instant. Draw two cards. Uh, if you can control discard cards. So it's like... Hmm... This is not divination. No, no, it's it's. Sometimes it's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an instant divination if you have an artifact in play. And that makes it amazing, unless you don't have the artifact. Right. <laughs> I want this in two kinds of decks. One is a deck that's playing a lot of artifacts, so it's just going to be an instant speed divination, and that's hot or two in a deck that has one specific card that I'm looking for, like a control deck where I need to dig for something to kill them or a kill spell, I think I play it in either of those decks. After looking at the artifacts yesterday, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard to turn on. I feel like this is the kind of card I play a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like that it's instant speed. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't... I haven't uh, really analyzed exactly how much you can do in this format in at its speed, but I imagine there's there are instants in the format like <laughs> even even when you don't have it turned on, the fact that you get to do it at instant speed is is a, is a nice deal. Like I, I might play it even in a deck that doesn't have any artifacts in the right you know in the right control deck that has a lot going on mm -hmm. at uh, at instant speed. Uh, also, there's like there's some prowess in the format too. Like, I mean, I, I kind of like this card. All right, next up, Travis. Aspiring Aeronaut, three and a blue, for a one-two flyer. When it enters the battlefield, you get a one-one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. So we finally get our first uh, token maker, right? Yeah, and look how happy he is about making the token. <laughs> wow. He's just like, yeah, I made a token. He's doing a, like a, a dance, too. Well. That might just be flying. I don't know. Hmm, so it like cost one more than it should? Uh, It'd be a really good deal of three. This is like, uh, you know, like uh, the bird maker in Ravnica. Seller of Songbirds, perhaps? Yeah, seller. Well, oh, the seller of this is seller of songbirds at four, I guess. But there was, a, I mean, wine. you even played the four mana. Well, that was instant speed and and evolve or whatever. It's not evolve. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Eyes in the skies. Eyes in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you played eyes in the skies even if you couldn't, you know, make a three three token or something. Like the card's fine, and then gets better when you have the artifact synergies. That's that's about all it has going for it. I mean, we'd play pay four mana for a two three flyer and be okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it, I think it's fine. And then you have the upside that I, there are some number of synergies for having 
disposable artifacts and artifacts in general. So, so Josh, this is like Singer's Seller of Songbirds, but it's... Uh, I mean, it's better than Seller of Songbirds. They both fly. Right, right. He himself is flying for one one additional mana, so that's that's the, the main difference. I think the only difference between these two cards, right? Uh, it's a pretty big difference. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I, I on, think... On offense, it's, it's two powers of flying. You know, one-two yeah. on the ground is rarely useful, whereas a one-three in the air can at least pack. I actually like this card. I think it's going to be... You know, it's I'm not in love with it, but it's a solid solid blue card. Like, I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Um, we got Burn to Ash, a four-mana, double blue... Instant, counter-target creature spell, draw a card, one of these conditional uh, counter spells, but this one cantrips. What do you think, Josh? I, I actually, I'm, I like expensive counter spells. I play them a decent amount, and like, like with, when they have good upside, I really don't like the restriction on a creature. It makes me, it makes me like it less. I will still play it sometimes, but this one's a lot, like this, I'm much less likely to play this than Contradict, for sure. I played a lot of Contradict. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a Contradict in my life, Travis. I've played Contradicts, and I don't hate this one. This is a reprint, too. It was in Avacyn Restored, I think. And it's fine. Like, it, it's not crazy exciting, but you have to remember in Limited, they are going to cast a lot of creatures, and sometimes you'll just do this as your your four drop. It's like tacking, cycling on to remove soul or something. It's, it's fine, but I'm not going to, like, jump up and down to, to jam this into a deck. It's just yeah. a huge cost if you don't have a lot to do at instant speed. It's a like you real. I think you really want a lot to do at instant speed mm-hmm. before you're playing this, just because to keep up four mana, they don't even play a do. They play some awesome spell, and you're just bound. Really, really right, far. Behind. Right. I think sometimes in sealed, some blue decks you just don't have any other way of killing their bomb, and and this is where this becomes one of your your ways yeah, to stop. Yeah, in sealed, in sealed, sure, and and like post board when. You, you need another answer to a bomb, but, like, just trading for random creatures is not that good a deal if you're forcing yourself to keep up for mana. You're kind of committed to just counter any creature they play, even if it's some dinky idiot, you know? Yeah, Yeah, to draw that card and <laughs> use up that four mana. Um, next up, Trav. Calculated Dismissal. Two and a blue instant counter target spell unless it's controller pays three. Then we have spell mastery. If you've got instant and/or sorcery cards, two of them or more, you can scry two. Hmm. You mana leaked my mana leak. It got a little more expensive, eh? Expensive, eh? Yeah, mana leak scry two. Conditional scry two. Yeah. I was playing some uh, Mirden original Mirden drafts online this week, and I forgot how powerful scry two was. They, everything used to be scry two. And scrying two is, is is it's a lot better than scrying one. It's it's really good scrying two. So it's, it's, a, it's a decent upside. You're just saying you you like stuff you could do at instant speed. The fact that this you can hold this up or artifacters epiphany or you know whatever removal spells you've got. I, I think this is at least playable. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the, I, I I like this card. I like this a lot better than bone to ash. And and, and you know it's scry two. Uh, in a lot of situations, is going to be very close to drawing a card. So, yeah, I think this one is significantly better than Bone to Ash too. I'll go with Josh on that one. Okay. Uh, now we have an, an, yet another counter spell, Clash of Wills. Uh, it's an X blue counter spell, counter target spell unless its controller pays X. Like, 
basically we've seen a number of these counter spells in, in Magic's history, and this one just uh, doesn't have the upside of all the other ones, like Condescend or, or any of the other ones. So what do we feel about that, Travis? I don't, I don't like this as much as the dismissal or possibly even the bun to Ash because you're always paying at least... Well, I guess you can... If they're tapping out for something, you can still cast it. It just yeah. That seems like a lot of mana to hold up to me. It's it's not Spell Blast. I'm, I'm, I got it confused there for a second. It's more like a Power Sink, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not in love with this one. I, I think this is probably the best. Really? Yeah. Of the three, yeah, I, I like I like being able to counter on turn two, especially especially like you you might be cheating on 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 two drops in your like at like two drops that affect the board. You don't want to be playing two twos mm -hmm. in your in your control decks and having something to do on turn two. Uh, that that that's still lively later in the game is is this is the one I I'm, I probably most want to play. Okay. In, in a in a blue control deck. Okay, I can see that now. It took me a second to understand and, and exactly it's like, what this card it's like, did. It's very hard to turn this one off compared to like mana leak. If if there's something you need a counter, like it has to be like late game. They've played more lands than you, and and it's really cheap. Like if you're at the point where you're stable and you just need a counter, that thing that makes you not stable, like this is going to do it most of the time. Yeah, uh, Travis, what was your comment on Spell Blast? Because I, I look at this card, and it's hard for me not to think it's Spell Blast, which is not what this card is. It's not counter-target spell that costs X. Right. It's counter-target oh, spell that they spell pay blast. X. Yeah. So yeah. That, that makes the card completely different. My apologies, I, I got my head stuck there. Yeah, yeah, it's way better than Spell Blast, because like, you can counter anything with two mana, basically, a lot mm -hmm. of... A good portion of the time. Like Spell Blast is more unplayable. This 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 one I, I'm playing multiples of. I think uh, in in plenty of decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that. Um, we got claustrophobia, Travis. We're not going to do this. We've we've seen this so many times. So go to the next one. <laughs> we know claustrophobia is good. Yeah. Uh, Days undoing. Two colorless and a blue. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. If it's your turn, end the turn. Huh? Man, <laughs> I don't know I what I'm doing with work, this Unlimited. That's for some brewer somewhere to do something amazing. What are we doing with this Unlimited? I, as much as I'd love to think this one's ever going to make my deck, I hope it does. I I can't see it. Yeah. Moving on. A deep Sea Terror, 6-6 six, six for 6 mana, 2 blue. A deep Sea Terror can't attack unless there's 7 or more cards in your graveyard. Well, it's better than them needing an island. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes you're going to need a fat thing and you're not playing a color that gives you access to it. I feel like there's better things we could do for 6 mana, but it, it's big. Well, they always do this cycle of big blue dumb guys that uh, have this drawback before they can attack. <laughs> yeah, it's like the chain throat seeker of, of old. Well, Sea Serpent, uh, you know. The original. Sea Serpent. Yeah, these have a place in Limited. You you play also, it can block before there's seven or more cards in your graveyard, so that's a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're ever playing more than one, but if you don't have a better option uh, at that spot, you you probably play one. It's not embarrassing. Okay. Uh, what do we got next, Rob? Disciple of the Ring. Precious. Uh, <laughs> three, two blue for a human wizard. It's a three, four, and it's got a lot of tags. One, exile an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Choose one. Counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays two. Give it plus one, plus one until end of turn. Tap a creature or untap a creature. This seems pretty damn good to me. You've got to have instants and sorceries in your graveyard, but getting some double use out, out of them after you've already done something, you can pump the thing, you can counter stuff. I mean, they can play around that part. You can give it pseudo-vigilance, tap stuff. You can't do it forever because you're eventually going to run out of things in your graveyard, but a, a 3-4 body doesn't make it bad. I, I like this quite a bit. I mean, play around it. They can play around it by anything while you've got this thing tapping all their stuff and... <laughs> yeah, dying. Mm. Is this a bomb or just really good? I think this is really good. Yeah. I don't think you pass it. There's not going to be anything better in the pack. No, I mean, we'll I'm talking like pack one. I don't know if I change colors for it when I'm deep in two. It's not. It's not that ridiculous, but but it it it's certainly a, a strong pull to blue. Way. <laughs> um, disperse uh, is just uh, bounce spells that we, we have seen already um, so let's go to displacement wave blue blue x sorcery return all non-land permits with converted costs x or less to their owner's hand um, I don't know how to feel about this card it's like it bounces everything so it doesn't bounce no. everything. It bounces stuff you want bounced. It is interesting that it's basically too blue to destroy all Thopter tokens. Yeah, right. okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. It's not upheaval. I mean, you're playing blue, so you, you might have some, but... Yeah, yeah Red's, I, Red's I, I, I like this too. kind of card. It's not for every deck. I mean... Uh, in a in a creature light control deck, you, this is a kind of card you're kind of happy to have. Buy you a lot of time. Maybe maybe clear the board except for your bomb kind of kind of kind of deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, your your mileage may vary. That's for sure. But I'm trying to figure out what's the best deck. deck. What's the best deck uh, to be playing this? I uh, like it's 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 a very spell heavy control deck. I think. Or, or even something where, like, your creature curve starts at a certain level and then goes past that. So, like, if you're against an aggro deck, I don't know why you'd even want to bounce their crap at that point. Yeah, Josh is right. I mean, I think, I think in, in, a, in, a, in a deck with, with, a, with a decent amount of creatures, like, it's, it's kind of hard to build that dream deck where you, where your, you know, your curve doesn't start early, but you're still interacting. Or like, I mean, I guess some kind of blue green deck with a bunch of fatties, maybe it it, it, it could also have a place. But I think most of the time, where, where it's actually going to be good, it's going to be in a pretty creature light, very spell heavy uh, control deck. Okay. 
Um, next up, Dreadwaters, three colors of blue, sorcery target player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, where X is the number of lands you control. I mean, not a, we've seen this before, just like maybe if there's a mill deck in the format. I don't think you would play it in a mill deck, I think you play it as a win con in a really funky, like, like end of the spectrum control deck like that's but that's really really corner case this is another one that was in Avison restored and I played limited in that format a good bit and never played that card I, I doubt we're going to see it unless it's like what Josh is talking about something that's way out there alright uh, next uh, one one for one blue fairy miscreant flying when it comes into play if you control another Creature with the same name, draw a card. Um, not terribly exciting to me, because it's like, I usually don't play 1-1s one for one flying, and if I'm playing multiple of these that have the upside, I, I guess like... You can draw something that's not this. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's a certain number of these that you can have in your deck where they become good. I don't know what that number is, and I think it's probably higher than you're normally supposed to see in a draft. We're just constantly like, like if you're ten, they're they're awesome, right? It's yeah, awesome. If you've got ten, they're amazing. Like it, the number the number where they're good is probably a little bit lower than that, but I mean Yeah, so there's I, just, a I don't like this good, in a like, world where there's multiple cards that make one one flying artifact opters. Yeah, that's that's true. That is very true. I, I mean, I, I if there's if there's uh, a really aggressive of the top two for two blue. <laughs> so we've seen a lot of these two drops that are really good, but they're like in the our white review, but they're usually like double color costed. And uh, this guy, you can cast it as well at flash if you play two more to cast it. So four mana to cast is two two if you wanted that flash. And when it enters the battlefield, you may return target tap creature an opponent control to its owner's hand, so I guess you it's a solid 2-2 two -two for two, like a bear, and the upside is that you get to bounce something, I'm assuming most of the time when they're trying to attack you with their big big guy. Um, fine card, Travis? Yeah, this is fine. I mean, it's it's a, a slightly over-costed, harder-to-pull-off Mana War, and it's still good. It kind of makes me sad that it's, it's a rare... But I guess we don't get these things at common anymore. But yeah, this this thing's really good. I don't know. It, it may not be a reason to go blue. Like you might still pick decent removal over this in pack one if if there is decent common removal or uncommon removal. But I I want this in any deck that has nine or more islands. Josh. Yeah, yeah. The cards the cards are very good. Um, it's not maybe it's maybe not bomb level like slam for a pick, but. Uh, very good. Yeah, I don't think uh, Travis, I'm picking this over like removal or anything. Um, uh, it, it might be, it might be on par with like some of the slow removal. Like casting this mid, -com like I, I don't think you discount the instant speed part. Yeah, it costs two more. Like casting this mid combat on defense is very, very strong. Like. They attack with a few guys. You bounce one of them, block the other one. It's or God forbid they cast a pump spell. 
if they cast a pump spell and you bounce their god that they just pumped, that's fantastic. Yeah, plus plus adding a body to the board. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think it's 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 pro it's it's probably better than like I don't know what the weak removal in the format is, but if there's weak removal like or weaker removal, this is probably better than that. Like 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 even you know even like a five mana unconditional removal, this is probably about on par with that. I I would I would think. Yeah, like a Reach of Shadows or some variant yeah. like that. Yeah. All right, I think we're waiting on KYT. Next up, we've got Hydrolash. Two and a blue instant attacking creatures get minus two, minus zero oh until end of turn. Draw a card. This was in another set, and I didn't like it there. Th this exact combination. It was something very close to this. Because we had minus four, minus zero at five mana to draw a card. Yeah. And I liked that card quite a bit. I thought that was a little underrated, that card. Huh. I love you that. Like mainly the fact that it cycles? Uh, yeah, and it th I get three mana. I, I, I think this card's great. What are we doing with it? You're you're playing it on... Now, this, this, this is only on defense, right? So maybe not for every deck, but you're casting combat and blowing them out. Okay. This is the card that the decks you draft use to beat the decks that I draft. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In that case, I don't like it. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, like, yeah, it's if 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 you're planning on attacking all the time, it's it's probably not for you uh, or for your deck. But uh, I mean, any any anything in between, like I I I'd be pretty happy to always run one of these. This is like like blow, the blow potentials potential super high, and worst case you. <laughs> Worst case, you uh, you draw a card. <laughs> That's uh pretty nice of you, uh, Travis. I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Giving KYT the draw tool. Um, I don't know. I've I've never played these these cards, and like Josh always thinks some cards are underrated that I would never play in my life. So it's it's hard. Well, think about it in the type of decks that he usually drafts. If you're going to draft something like that, then I could see this absolutely being a blowout. I it's it's it's, it's just like there are some there are some decks that you don't you're not you're not attacking until it's time to win the game, like. This is for that kind of deck, and it's still fine for actually. Like this is this one's still fine for something in between, like mid range, because it's not that expensive. Like yeah, it's a it's, it's, a, com it's a it's a high upside combat trick if if you're ever going to be blocking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can read the Jace Travis. All right, we have first off Jace Vrin's Prodigy, uh, one in a blue for a zero two legendary human wizard. Tap it to draw a card and then discard a card. Okay, I'm I'm good. But there's more. If there are five or more five or more cards in your graveyard, exile him and flip him. And then you get Jace Telepath Unbound. Uh, plus one, up to one target creature gets minus two, minus zero until your next turn. Minus three, you can cast target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. Exile it instead of graveyarding it. And minus nine, you get an emblem with when you cast a spell, target opponent mills five. Uh, sold. 
Yeah. It kind of sucks that he's a zero two and he can't blog, but you never blogged with your Merfolk looters anyway. I guess yeah, sometimes kind of sucks that Merfolk looter was a one one in that case, but yeah. But at least they could trade for like their three one or something like that. Man, I'm I'm really sad if I'm trading my. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but this is the best. This is the best blue card we've seen yet, right? Yeah. Just the cost of it and its power and its ability. I yeah, think the fact it's, yeah. It, he turns himself on, plus you're going to have instants and sorceries in a blue deck anyway. I felt like Disciple of the Ring was probably close. I'm not sure if one, like... I mean, like... I'm, I'm, like, on its own, does it win you the game? I mean, looting's very good. Looting's quite good. Yeah. It just doesn't loot forever... And, like, the Planeswalker's a little bit sort of board-conditional. It's still good. It's a Planeswalker. That it, 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 spreads out, it spreads out how they have to play the game. It's still good. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm not sure if, if it's the best card in the set. Like, it's not... Or best blue card in the set. Like, the Disciple of the Ring might just do more to a board and win the game faster the, in general. The turn you cast him... I mean, excuse me, the turn you turn him on, right... You can loot away an instant or sorcery that costs some inconceivable amount, then flip him and instantly minus three him to cast it. That seems like something I'm very interested in doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh god. Man, this drawing this drawing tool. Yeah, if you guys are listening to the podcast and not watching this live, you are truly missing out. What do, you, what do you what tell tell our listeners what do you ha they have? Um, we have Josh sucks written on the wall behind me and home of the number one player. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, KYT. But Josh, on this on this Jace, think about this for a minute. You've got some absurdly casting cost instant or sorcery in your hand. There's four cards in your graveyard. You loot it away, flip him, then minus three him and immediately cast it. Did they print Clone Legion in this set? No, but you can make four two-two knights. Oh, that is true. <laughs> like that's that, something that, that's actually pretty sweet. Um, and and like even if even if it's not stupidly expensive, like wait, you get to cast it for free? Yeah, cast. Oh no, it says you cast it this turn. It doesn't say you cast it for free. Yeah. Okay. It's not that, yeah, yeah, okay. Then it's not that amazing. Okay. okay. I see what you meant now about this being a little bit board conditional, because he doesn't really do a great job protecting himself. He doesn't, like, he he, he tries to. He won't <laughs> always be successful. And, like, without, I mean, if you get to cast, if you get to cast a spell from your graveyard, you, you know, good for you, but you didn't, you didn't win the game, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have a, a it's, question. It's really good. The card's, the card's awesome. The card's I'm going to always pick it. Question from our viewer. Would he be better if he didn't flip? I mean, he'd, he'd just be a looter. And But I love it. I, I think just the cost, I just, my I personally like it more than a disciple because it costs two versus five, and I think um, the impact is really high. Uh, especially now we're going back from dragons where... Lo looting still has to cost like a blue or whatever. 
And uh, having a free loot is just huge. Yeah, free, free loot. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it's. It would be better if it never flipped. There are times where you're gonna say, "I wish I could not flip it yet," but I think overall it's more powerful. It's probably more powerful than just regular looter. Right. I would agree, and there is still some coolness in the fact that you can cast some of the things you looted away later. Next up, Jace's Sanctums. Three colorless, one blue enchantment. Looks like, a, I don't know, a funky guy's type of card. Bo both both of you gentlemen might love this. Instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you get to scry one, and it's a rare. Uh, are you going deep with this card, Josh? I'd like to say yes. I, I don't I don't know if the payoff's quite high enough. I mean, like I, I like these funky cards when they do when they do stuff to the board. Like like give me a deal two damage to something or Or a two two gin token. You know. Yeah, you know what? Even even like a one one thopter token. Hey, I'd be all over that. <laughs> This yeah. this is a little bit less enticing to to I mean it, it might maybe maybe it fits in a deck once in a while but this isn't something I'm going to try to go out of my way to make fit I don't think and I just I don't I don't think the payoffs anywhere near high enough for for like you got to you got to spend four mana like if this ca if this costs two I'm I might be more excited you have to spend four mana to to just Try to start going, and I—I I mean, I yeah. Pass. Okay. Pass. Uh, next one we have the upgraded scroll thief, basically uh, Jessian thief, one three for three mana, two colors, one blue. Basically scroll thief, but also has prowess. So I'm I'm in love with this card. What about you guys, gentlemen? Sign me up. Yeah. Um, this card's insane. Now we've got a reason to get all of those bounce spells and all of those things. Like if this goes, this is right at home in the tempo deck, and it's miserable to block too. Like even if you've got a two-two, you don't want to block it. I can't believe it's a one-three. Yeah, it's so good. With prowess, like like you figure with prowess, you get this as like a one-two maybe, and like even at a one-one, I'd still probably play it. How are they bringing back the Scroll Thief time map combo and making it stronger? <laughs> both both cards are stronger. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I want to be doing in this format now. Um, the one thing they did scale back is the fact that this is an uncommon. So uh, That is very uh, true. So yeah. is your time map. Where before the Scroll Thief's like plus, uh, there was another card that was really insane with it. I think you had Frost Breath in that... Uh, in that core set. the Lynx in that same one, or that's a different one? Which one? The Lynx. Frost Lynx oh. was in a different set. No, was it? I think it was or in the same set. Adept? Oh, no, maybe it wasn't. This does combo very nicely with KYT's enchantment from White. <laughs> um, Which one was that? It's oh, two it mana plus one plus one and taps a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you're hitting for three and draw tapping a guy and drawing a card. It... It's yeah. the card that I've been hyping the most, uh, Josh, yesterday um, in our review. Yeah, I think I think Etheradapt was maybe part of that format, uh, Travis. There was like 
a lot of this, like, some of the games, you, you could just easily win with just Scroll Thief alone, I remember, uh, if okay. your opponent was stumbling too much. Um, I don't remember exactly what, uh, but I think it was, it was a bunch of annoying cards. But here we see the combo back. Both cards are stronger, so it's, it, it's interesting. Uh, next up we have Maritime Guard. You know, typical boring 1-3 uh, guy with, uh, for two mana, so we're going to skip this guy. Next up is a rare Mizia Meddler. For, it's a 1-4 for three mana, two colors and a blue. The Veldakin Wizard has Flash. So 1-4 Flash for three mana, and when it comes into play, you can change uh, a target of target spell. You may change the target of target spell or ability to Mizium Meddler. So he... Okay, so it's not just change the target, it's changing something to him. Um, so how strong is this ability? It doesn't... Off the top of my head, doesn't seem that strong. Pretty ridiculous Maybe? against Doras, I will yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they want to pacifism your bomb and you play this no, guy? No, no, not that aura. They want to play an aura on their dude. Oh, okay, right, right. I mean, it's still fine against pacifism if it's not pacifying your 4-4 four, four flyer or whatever, but yeah, no, it's like a complete blowout against your enchantment, for example. Right. And it's still one of kind of thing in a double block something. Yeah, it's still 1-4 for 3 that has flash at worst, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I think like like the 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 upside even if the upside is going to be a little on the rare side um like his worst case isn't so bad and and he has really high upside in the right like really high blow potential. Okay. But we're not slotting him near like the the other cards that we feel are good, right? Uh, he's somewhere in the middle, like uh, middle of the pack. You're pretty happy to, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be pretty happy to have one in in my deck, but okay. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go crazy and <laughs> slam first pick it over something else, like a premium uncommon kind of thing, or yeah. Okay. Even like uh, a common, a high end common, it's probably not much better than that on average. Up, we got Negate. Uh, not going to talk about that. Moving on to Nivix Barrier, another Flash creature. We're, we're seeing a bunch of these Flash guys in blue, so they're really pushing it. Uh, three colors in the blue. It's a 0-4 for four mana. It's got Defender, and when it comes into play, target attacking creature gets minus four, minus zero. Uh? Play these cards, though. Travis? <laughs> totally missed what you said. Totally miss what you said entirely, um, but I can tell just looking at it, I'm going to dislike this card, and Josh is going to like it. Nah, you don't even like it. Okay, then I'd like. To, I'd, I'd rather draw a card. I mean, this is like drawing a card, but but you you drew a zero four, which doesn't do much. I mean, <laughs> I might play it sometimes, but like I I don't like it nearly as much as. All their creatures get minus two, minus zero. I get to draw a card that's better than the zero four. It's not better than you know. They're not in the same league. Yeah, and this even costs one more. Uh, All right, psychic rebuttal. Two mana, one colorless, one blue card. Counter target instant story spell that targets you. Uh, it's got spell mastery. And you may copy the spell counter this way. You may choose new cards for the copy. I imagine this is very fringe and limited. 
I don't think that. you can ever it. <laughs> yeah, it's sideboard only, and it's got to be something very specific that you need to counter. I I haven't seen what that is yet. Yeah, the, the yeah. <laughs> my right, you bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the absolute blowout. Um, Ring Warden Owl. It's a three three for five flying. Okay, stats with prowess. So Sold. Pretty damn solid stats, I would say, Josh. I I, can't, I didn't hear the card. It's a three three for five flying and prowess. Oh yeah. That's a yeah. Super solid. I mean, it's uh, it's. I, I mean, I, I might prefer a four four. Like prowess, I think is a lot better on the cheaper stuff. A lot more impactful the keyword on the cheaper stuff, but um, yeah, it's a decent replacement for an air elemental, I guess. I think I, I think an air elemental might be better on average. It blocks. It certainly blocks better than this on turn five. So it's a little undersized on defense when you play it, but still gonna finish some. Games. Yeah. yeah, I'd be happy enough with a five mana three three flyer, and the fact that we get the upside of prowess is is bonus on that. We'll have to see like what the removal spells, the damage removal spells range are. When we get to red, like if there's a lightning strike or something like that, maybe it gets a little worse. Yeah, I mean, I think it was last one out. We had what messenger bird or whatever Drake, and it was like a three three for five that. When it dies, it draws you a card. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking I like for draws you a card. I <laughs> I finally found the card. This is a common. Like it hits pretty hard for a common. We'll move along to Scrapskin Drake then. Two and a blue for a two-three flying. It can only block other creatures with flying. We've seen this before in Avacyn Restored as well as back in the day as Cloud Elemental. And if you're doing some sort of blue deck that wants to kill people in the skies, I like it. The not being able to block ground pounders is a real downside, though. It's yeah, really, no, three two would be so much better, but nah. yeah, I I I mean I, I don't think it's super high. Generally, just because it, it, it it's not flexible and that it, it it can block, so not every deck is super excited about it. But uh, once you're in the right deck, it's it's. Uh, an above average uh, play on turn three if you're if you're if you're planning on attacking. Yeah. Up next is our old buddy Screeching Scab, I believe from Dark Ascension. Uh, one in the blue for a two one. When it enters the battlefield, you mill yourself for two. I, I guess it was straight up Innistrad. Was it just straight up Innistrad? May have been. No. Um, I think I had a lot of these. That's. that's <laughs> I guess the joke here is that you're going to mill an instant and a sorcery and turn on your spell mastery. Yeah, that's not enough payoff. So you kind of there just... might be some other. I don't know. Are there other self mill synergies? Not There's that I've seen yet. Black card. I guess we'll get to it one day. That's all I can think of. You can turn on your Jace a little faster if you wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. About that, I got these. These tend to be like I. I tend to be happy playing scabs, like this kind of card, as my two drop when I have like some kind of like grave digger type of like if I have a few kind of things like that that can bring stuff back from my graveyard. I mean, you got to play a two drop usually, so 
this might as well be it. If, if this upside is better than, you know, if this, if this up, like, if you have actual, uh, like, three cards that interact well with your graveyard, it's probably better than an extra point of toughness on your two-drop, but not exciting. Okay. Uh, next up, Sin to Sleep. Hopefully KYT will come back. Um, you're back? I'm back. I think I'm back. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you are. We're at Sin to Sleep. Um, one and a blue for an instant. Tap up to two target creatures. And if you have Spell Mastery, then they don't untap during their controller's next untap step. <laughs> I like this card. Um, I mean, it's not... I just have to have a very aggressive tempo-y deck with this to be happy with, with it as my one of my finishing cards or a Frost Breath that only costs two mana, but... I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think this is nearly as good as most of the, these kind of cards tend to be because... You just you you're not going to be able to get that two three curve two three four curve into this because you had to have played some spells at some point. Right, right, right. So so like it's still going to be fine. It's just not. It's, I don't think it's nearly as good as some of uh, these other effects we've had, especially in core sets that we've had like this, where they just you know sometimes you just win because you you drew a curve and, and one of these cards. Uh, the, the, it's going to be stuck in your hand, not doing much a lot more often. I think this is yeah, you got to tread carefully with uh, this one. It, there's so many effects that we've seen so far in the set that tap creatures. It feels like blocking is going to be miserable, which <laughs> sucks because I like I like to attack and block. <laughs> I like to just block it. Yeah. yeah. Next card up is Separatist Void Mage, which is three and a blue for a two-two. He'd better do something interesting. When he enters the battlefield, return target creature to his owner's hand. Yep, there we go. It's a mana war that just costs one more. I mean, mana war was so freaking good that I'm still going to play it at four mana, I think. Yeah, and here's a common bounce spell to go along with your Jessian Thief or whatever it is. I'm yeah. I'm I'm 100% down. This is this is this is wonderful. Next one showing up on my spoiler is Sigild, Sigild Starfish. Remember this guy from Theros. A two mana zero three that you can tap to scry one. How many times do you have to activate him before that's basically draw a card? Um, might depend on the deck a little bit, but um, I like to say around two. I, I mean, I, a good rule of thumb is like what percentage of lands you have in your deck. Because, like, I think at the worst case, like, you're going to get to a point where you can put every land on the bottom. Yeah. Pretty safely. So if you're in that situation, or you're have, or you in the other scenario, the opposite way. So it's, it's somewhere around, like, I think at any point in the deck, in, in a game for most decks, about 50% of the cards you would not want in your hand. And so putting them on the bottom is essentially drawing a card. So, but somewhere around two. Okay, yeah, I, I remember this being really damn good in Theros. I liked it a lot. It can block a lot of things. If they use a combat trick to get through it, you're kind of okay. And it's it's almost a pseudo-looter. I, I like Sigled Starfish quite a bit. I love this card. Yeah. I love this card. This is this card is amazing. 
It also depends on the board state too. Like if you're ahead, you get to like be a lot more aggressive with your scries mm-hmm. and just like look for more specific cards or so. Yeah. Next. Next up, Scab Goliath. You're liking me reading the cards now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, five and a blue for a zombie giant. It's a six nine with trample. But to get it on the battlefield, you've got to exile two creature cards from your graveyard. I like this considerably better than the other six drop we saw in blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <coughs> you, you do, you, like, I guess, like, um, you can only play so many of these. And yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's pretty sucky for them to get bounced, but... Yeah, but I mean, you pick up a couple of the the screeching scabs earlier in the draft. Go, this pretty... guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's showing me that maybe the the screeching scab is something that's playable. And I, I remember this guy from Innistrad block too, and he was good there. I imagine he'll be good here. Yeah. It's difficult to deal with once it comes down. Um, next up, we have Soulblade Dejin, <laughs> three and two blue for a four three flying with prowess for your team. When you cast a non-creature spell, he bumps everybody up plus one, plus one. Where's this card? I'm trying to find it. Sounds insane. <laughs> it, it, it is insane. What's it called? Uh, Soulblade Jin. I'm looking at some funky spoiler here. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. it sounds unpassable to me. Yeah, it's a 4-3 flyer for five with team prowess uh, at rare Seems again, like Josh said, unpassable. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah. Funny. Uh, it's funny. We've only seen uh, so far. Uh, we're uh, in the S S letter of the blue cards, and we've only seen one card that that makes a token in blue. We've only seen that uh, one two flyer, if I'm not mistaken, so far. So uh, again, uh, probably at its best when paired uh, with red. Uh, which I assume has way more, has the most token producers, because like I said, we've only seen one so far. Yeah, it has Maybe that when we get to the for Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Next up, Sphinx's Tutelage. Two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever you draw a card, target opponent mills for two. If they're both non-land cards that share a color, repeat this process, and you can spend... Wow, you can loot for the low, low cost of six mana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. I will pass. Go tutor someone else. This looks horrible. What was the first part of the card? When you draw a card, target mill opponent two. mills two. If they're the same color and they're both non-land cards, repeat this process. <laughs> yeah, uh, might be a better finisher than. Um, Dreadwaters. It has yeah, that you, going for it. If you really I'd rather just about milling. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, let's just move on. Stratus Walk, we've seen it before. <laughs> Two mana enchantment. When it comes to play, you draw a card and it has flying. I mean, it's it's fine in the in the right deck. Uh, I've I've always played it. Um, well, most of the time, except when when if my entire deck had. Um, some sort of evasion already, then it's not as good as certain cards because it makes it so that your creature can only block uh, creatures with flying, so that can that can be a drawback at times. Um, and I've actually used it. There's one thing to know. I've had 
uh, an opportunity to use it on my opponent's creature um, just to be able to get in with the ground guys. Yeah, so so that, that does come up, and once again, uh, we've talked about how sometimes certain cards have to be used in a different way. Like, my favorite example is Brian. Uh, flaming Sheep, Giant Growth thing, an opponent's creature to be able to Pillar of Light it. So just stuff like that. Um, next, Talent of Telepath. Four mat, two blue, two color, sorcery. Target opponent reveals the top seven cards of his or her library. You may cast an instant or sorcery card from among them without paying its mana cost. Then that player puts the rest into his, his or her graveyard. Spell Mastery is you may cast up to two reveal instant or sorcery cards instead of one. Um, I hear Magical Christmas Land is nice this time of year. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever maining this card, but is there an argument for a potential bringing it in against, like I guess, a black-red deck that has like a lot of uh, incident sorcery removal? Or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, w I would agree with that. Sideboard only. Yeah, but definitely, definitely sideboard. Like I, I imagine it's not that rare that you bring this in out of the board. Yeah, I would agree. It's like not the the mana cost isn't outrageous for the effect. Like, like if you know lot. it's going to be at least a good spell, with the upside of being two. Good spells or a good spell and a and, and an okay spell like that's that just starts to become really good, but um, you are taking the chance to spend four mana and discard a card. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? You're taking the chance that it's just four mana discard a card and that's all it does or mills them seven. Yeah, in the main deck. I think I think after after cyborg you get a pretty good idea of how likely it, it, each case is and you can weigh it appropriately. Weigh it like okay, yeah. next up like seven fill a lot. Oh though. god, you sideboarded in against the other guy who has one of these, so you can hit theirs <laughs> and then do it again. <laughs> uh, next up, Thopter Spy Network Enchantment four mana. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, you put a one one token with flying onto the battlefield. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm, I will consider this format a success if I get to go off with this card at least once. That's really all I want to do. Yep. There's your token maker for your prowess guy. Blue already has some some synergies with artifact stuff, so this this seems great to me. Build around it. Make your dreams come true. I mean, this is a slam to me. Am I wrong? Uh, you do have to set up. Yeah, it's I have to play not artifacts. Not straight up Bitter Blossom, but it's 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 close. It's really strong. I think the payoff's high enough that yeah, it's a slam. But like, uh, it's it's probably a slam that you have to abandon more often than other slams. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I have to make sure my deck has enough artifacts. Um, I mean, how many, how many would, would I have to play, uh, Josh? I guess it depends on the deck. Like, you, you're going to need at least, like, at minimum three, right? Oh, I, I could actually play some those blue dudes that make a Thopter token, right? And then Right, right. So, so there's and, that too. And or some of the two red ones. There's a common and an uncommon one in red. 
Okay, so I, I'm slamming this. I think the, the upside is, is too high, um, yeah. and then I'm just hoping I get there. Also, Angel's Tomb would turn this on. Fuck, okay. And then it would turn Angel's Tomb on. <laughs> You're right. Hmm. That is a combo. I just like like one thing like I, you you slam it, but like this is the kind of card where it's easy to like fall into the trap of just like okay, I got to draft this way. You you, you end up in, at the end of pack one, and like you picked up one card that goes well with it, and you just you're keep, you're stuck in the mindset that you've got to make it work, and then you end up at the end of the draft, and it still doesn't work, and you threw a bunch of trip a bunch of picks. Yeah. So like you, you got to be careful with it. Agreed. Right. Next up, Towergeist. 2-2 two, two for 4, flying. When it enters uh, the battlefield, look at the top two cards of the library. Put one of them in your hand and the other into your graveyard. Um, I mean, 2-2 two, two for flying. 2-2 yes. flying for 4 is fine stats, but it basically draws you a card, right? The best of your top two. It also fuels your scab goliath, turns on your spell mastery, it slices, it dices, I love it. Yeah, it's freaking good. Yeah. I mean, in original printing, this was closer to... This was in uh, Innistrad block, and it was even it was even closer to, like, Meldrifter because you, you'd, like, discard, like, uh, something with Flashback or whatever, but... Wow, yeah. But uh, but the card, like, it says, it says draw a card, and it's better than draw a card, like... Yeah, yeah. On an evasive body, this card's really good. Like it's it's pro it's probably close to best on common, uh, along with I imagine I imagine uh, Ophidians there too. But yeah, this is pretty damn good. I like this yeah. card a lot. I mean, how do you okay? How do you what did Josh say? How do you compare this to the Jessian Thief? Yeah, that's what he's talking about. I think I like. I think the, it's. I think. I think they're very close. I think the thief probably edges out a little better because it's a repeatable effect. But the fact that this is a, is straight up evasive instead of just hard to block is is a mark in its corner too. I think I'd rather have the thief, but this is a, a close second. Yeah, I think I, I'm leaning towards the thief. Okay, next yeah, up. I, just just like th this guy's. Th I think this guy's average is. Is is like he's what you see is what you get. There's no work to be done. He's drawn you a card. He's given you an evasive body every single time. So I think the upside on the like like thief's high end is higher. Like sometimes thief will just outright win you a game. This won't do that. But sometimes thief is just gonna sit there on the ground, you know, wishing it was drawing you cards and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the solid dependable pick as opposed to the thief being the. Either amazing or terrible. You're, go you're going for the home run, but you might, yeah, strike out once in a while. Um, next, turn the frog. We've seen this before, so moving on. Water courser. We also have seen this. It's a two-three for three. Elemental. When you pay a blue, it gets plus one, minus one until end of turn. So it can become from a two-three to a three-two or to a four-one. Um, I mean, it's it's not bad. It looks pretty aggressive. Yeah, I, I remember this being good before. Like, if you've got extra mana laying around, it's a great way to sink it in, and the 2 three's fine. A little extra mana, and you can trade it for something with higher toughness. I, I think Watercourse is just 
fine all along. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's go to the two more left. Whirler Rogue. Uh, it's a 2 2 for four mana, two blue, two colorless. It's a human rogue artificer. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, put two 1 1 colorless opter artifact creatures with flying onto the battlefield. And if you can also tap two untapped artifacts you control, target creature can't be blocked this turn. Wow. This is a three for one, and you don't even have to do anything. And it's an ability that is very, very good and limited. Yeah, I'm, I'm in love. I, I see me first picking this most of the time I see it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I think that's all there is to say. It's, it's a self-contained three-for-one that can also force through your biggest dude. Like Rogue's Passage is in this set. This is just, you can play this in Rogue's Passage, your biggest guy, right now if you top deck it late. Like, if you're just sitting there with a dumb 6-6 six, six guy, fine, take six. This guy's great. Now, is this does this become our best in common at this point? Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John, John's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love, love, love Tower Geist, but yeah. And the last one... Willbreaker for 2-3. 5 mana, 2-3. 3 colors, double blues. A human wizard. When a creature an opponent control becomes a target of a spell or ability you control, gain control of that creature for as long as you control Willbreaker. Whoa. Interesting. What are we doing with this? How are we targeting their stuff repeatedly? We'll find some way. <laughs> There's the tappers in white. There's my enchantment. You steal their entire team. Yeah, you play it on one of them, tap one of the others. Then they lightning bolt your will breaker and you cry. Is there a lightning bolt here? No. But there'll be some there will be ways they can kill it and be careful of this dying at instant speed cuz you've got to you've got to work hard to get your payoff. Like Josh said, we'll find a way and we're we're both going to have some fun with this card, but be careful of it dying at instant speed and them getting some of their stuff back. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what? It he's He's probably not very good. Yeah, he's just a two three by five fucking mana. Like it's a it, it's a lot of work. Like I, I guess I guess if you're if you have good cards that are targeting their stuff for free repeatedly, then you just you throw them in there. But when you have to start casting spells that you wouldn't otherwise want to be casting, like if if the tap two for example isn't very good in your deck, and you start running a bunch of those because you have this guy. That's, <laughs> Probably rescue for disaster. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. You, you've assembled Voltron and it sucked. Yeah, and then one lightning bolt later and uh, <laughs> game over, man. Whoa, Travis, you need more than a lightning bolt with my enchantment on it. It's plus one, <laughs> plus one, buddy. But wouldn't you play the enchantment on one of their creatures so you could take that one and then tap another one and take both of them? Oh right, that's, that's what you're saying. Greedy. <laughs> yeah, that's super greedy. That puts it. <laughs> well, if you're playing the Willbreaker, I mean, come on. I mean, it's not like it's not like the guy gets haste anyways, right? And he might. I mean. Yeah, I no, you would definitely cast it on Willbreaker, I think. Yeah, because we already have to answer Willbreaker. 
yeah, yeah. J- jokes aside, I I don't yeah. like this card and Hey, that combo is actually sick though. It's like attack, steal, attack, steal. Like they can't stop it. Until yeah, but, you kill the wheel breaker. <laughs> yeah, okay, open wheel breaker, draft ten of your enchantments, you're good to go. <laughs> you have solved. You know what early on I'm still probably gonna take it early just so I can figure out if it's good, but uh, I... It's, it's probably bad. It probably looks way cooler than it, it is good. Yeah, I actually like the design of this card. I think it's really awesome. And uh, if it if it costed cheaper, it would be crazy, I think. Uh, but uh, five mana, two, three, that requires work. If they, gave it a, if they gave it a nicer body, it would it would be just fine. A 3-4, I think, and I'd be okay. It, it is worth noting that our buddy Whirler Rogue that we just read doesn't say target creature you control. It just says Combo. target creature. Combo. Oh. Whirler Rogue into this guy? And you or, you can already use it? Oh, my God. You just broke it. Travis, yeah. you just fucking broke it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna have some fun trying to make this work or send to sleep. Just tap two of their dudes and see, steal them. I I can see some cute stuff happening here, but I, I I'm still not convinced that this is amazing. I th- I think it's I think it's asking a little bit much of us. If I had three Whirler Rogues and that means my deck's already insane, I would play <laughs> Wallbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should have made it an 06. Yeah. I'd like that better too. Those are really expensive headphones, Travis. I didn't know. Hey, <laughs> when when you make the big box, you can you can afford the expensive. Headphones. I wasn't I wasn't sure it was worth a grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to take away your crayons and send you back to your room. <laughs> I just love drawing. Uh, I think we're gonna end this uh, here. Uh, we've just got too funky of a connection, I think, but. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah, we, it's, it's a little rough. We got through the blue cards, and uh, Travis, since me and you, we've done blue and white. What what do you think? How do you compare blue and white in terms of strength? Uh, what are you feeling? It seems like the white is really pushed aggressively. Like so far, it seems like the whole set is pushed that way to an extent. But I think I'm digging the. <sighs> I don't know. They seem they seem balanced. I'm not sure that I like one over the other of these two two colors. Because like the, the the white has that really aggressive slant that I like, and this seems to have a lot of the tools to deal with it. So that that seems like a good balance there. I'm not ready to say I, that that I like one better than the other. Um, I think that so far from from my first impression was like we're, we're seeing stronger, stronger, cheaper uh, cards, uh, cheaper in commons at least. Like I think Towergeist, uh, Jesse and Thief. Uh, We've got the uh, Whirler Rogues. They're all cheaper. Uncommons. Uh, uncommons but... compared to, like, I'm scanning the white cards reveal really quickly are more, like, five mana, six mana strong cards. And then we've got some some cheap... Um, and even the Sigil Starfish is one that I'm re- insanely happy to have in my deck. So a lot of cheap cheaper uncommons that I'm very happy to have. Um... Part of it will depend on how good Renown is, which is one of the discussions we were having last night. But I, I, I think that it's going to be better than I think it is. <laughs> and I already think it's going to be pretty good. I'm excited about that mechanic. 
Uh, so am I. Um, I'm scared, but as a creature base color, I'm not too sure. I'm looking at all the commons of blue. And you're a bit, you're a bit thin. Yeah. Hmm? I was just doing the same. I, I guess like I like it makes the one two the the seller of songbirds one of the better commons actually to to have if you're strong blue. Yeah, I think you're yeah. going to pair blue with, with red quite often to get the, the Thopter synergies going. I'll have to see black. Like, I'm, I'm excited to go through and look at the other colors as well. All right. We're done for tonight. Uh, thanks, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Travis, for coming. And, Travis, as always, thank you for letting me troll you like crazy. <laughs> um, no one can actually see the trolling, but, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Thanks for having me, boss. All right, guys. All right, later. Best ever. <laughs> <laughs>